Pickenstone says, how about some recommendations on some lesser known pianists who generally operated in the background? Thinking like Duke Pearson, Mal Waldron, and Duke Jordan. We got the Dukes covered. That's right. Uh, why not Duke Ellington? Was, was he, is he too mainstream for you? Pick and still, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I guess he wasn't in the background. Um, have, how about some... Well, those are all great. I mean, Mal Waldron, yeah, Duke Pearson. Uh, Duke Pearson has some of the baddest, as in best, Blue Note records um, that are kind of uh, overlooked, both for design and music, and some incredible ones. I can't think of any of them right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, those are really good. Duke Jordan is, was amazing. I'm not as familiar with his playing, but not because it wasn't great. Um, other lesser, not, let's think of some other lesser. Okay, I'll tell you one that just popped into my mind. I don't know why. Yeah. Anthony Wanzi. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, Anthony Wanzi? yeah, of course. Yeah. So Anthony's like right about my age, maybe exactly. It's amazing. Um, There's a ton of living players yeah. that could deserve a shout Every out. time I hear him, I mean, I've always been such a fan and I mean, I've, you know, we've known each other since, since maybe even like teenagers, but somebody like that is, is, you know, great, maybe lesser known. I just saw with a, as a, with a duo with Mike Moreno was, um, John Coward. John Coward. That you played Incredible. with on Brian Owen's last yeah. record. John Coward's amazing. Sounds so good. Sounds so, so good. Yeah. Sounds I would so also, good. don't you agree? If anybody, if everybody listening who loves jazz piano hasn't taken a deep YouTube dive on Dave Kakowski, oh my God, go do Dave it. Kukowski. It's so much fun. You'll, yeah. You won't regret it. He's so great. He's so insane. The way he plays. It's like a jazz way. piano Muppet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey DeFrancesco. What about him? Uh, for On piano. On piano, on organ, of course. On trumpet. Yeah. You know. Okay, did you know he was blocks from here on Saturday night performing at no, the show. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I was shocked. I, I saw it on YouTube, and I'm like, I knew he was supposed to play. I, I thought they were going to be doing a live stream, which they were from. I feel like he's so super famous, though. Is he under the radar? He might Maybe be. Maybe he's not. Maybe as a pianist, though. As a pianist. He's a good yeah. pianist, yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. he played played with his uh, trio at um But, Sheldon. you know, Alex, to your point about like people in the Duke, Pearson, Mel Wald- Waldron sort of zone... I would I would take some thought because f- for me too it's like searching for those those yeah. gems and old recordings. Ooh, James Williams. Yeah, James there you Williams. go. That maybe not totally lesser known, but I mean, Duke Still, Pearson's not lesser known. Yeah, yeah, um, totally, yeah. totally. But James Williams, I think, was was one of, not only one of the best players of of that generation, but also just one of the best teachers and mentors. I I didn't I got to be around him some and and at Bradley's hang, hung with him. A little bit, you know, kind of early 90s. But, I mean, mainly just he was so encouraging for me and all the young pianists in New York. Did you come into contact when you were up there? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, and there are so many players that are very famous in the canon but aren't, like, level one famous. Like, I would put, like, Cedar Walton and Tommy Flanagan in that category. Hank Jones Jones. even. Well, I mean, he's (laughs) He's so great. He's not exactly under the radar. He's not (laughs) No, well, none of those guys are under the radar. But they're often overlooked as far as, like, you know, the McCoys and – Kenny yeah. Barron is, but th- yeah, they're all super famous. But well, I think too, maybe if we think about Richie like, Byrack, yeah, put him in there. If you think about um, Lyle Mays, yeah. uh, it's not on the radar, but like level one players that aren't known at level one. Not exactly. that they're not known; super, they're just not really known. Super influential, in- influential, but just not like on that McCoy, you know, Mount Rushmore, yeah, Herbie, yeah stuff uh let's see here so duncan has a really interesting question any tips on how to give less experienced musicians advice without talking down to them and how to act respectfully around more 
experienced musicians without seeming like a groupie? That's a great question. Who's Duncan. this from? I want to. Duncan Wilson. From. It's under uh, Pick and Stone's question there. Okay. Any tips on on how to give less experienced musicians advice without talking down to them, and how to act respectfully around more experienced musicians without seeming like a groupie? So, first of all, Duncan, you know, the, I think the real answer to this is to is to it can be applied to both. Honestly, and it, and that's to be honest, you know, without coming across as condescending or patting them, patting the lesser. You don't want to pat the lesser uh, musician on the head, and you don't want to pat the more experienced musician on the bum, right? You don't want to, you know, like overdo it either way. Just be perfectly frank with them about yeah. what you like or or don't. Um, I mean, that's just being yourself and being honest and treating them with respect, no matter which end of that spectrum they're on. That's right. why, and you know what? The greatest musicians are so good at this. Like, it seems like the better the musician because they're always dealing with sort of quote unquote lesser Less, musicians, know, right? right? They have experience at it. They don't want to be left, they don't want to like ostracize themselves right. from the hang or the, you know what I mean? So right. they're so good at embracing everybody. Well, and then they, they just kind of forget that not everybody's great. Like they're so used to it. That they're, they're like, so oh, great. everybody's like this. It's yeah. easy for everybody. You know who it is? It's the people that are less secure in themselves that have have that really struggle with this yeah. and talk down yeah. to musicians they don't deem to be as good as them and kiss the ass of the of the heavy hitter. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, and I mean, I think that there's, um, you, you know, you kind of answered the question a little bit with the without talking down to them, um, but also applying that to. When you're when you're the less experienced one, and you're talking to like somebody, and you don't want to be like a groupie. There's a fine balance and a fine line to get in there where you're not so like, oh, I'm not worthy, but you're not also like, oh yeah, we're all in this together. I mean, like, I think that respect should be shown to like. I'm not going to get around McCoy or Herbie um, or any of these greats, especially that are my elders, and be like, yeah, we're all. And acting like we're all one. No, because, I mean, we we wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. And yeah. so that's never going to change. You know what I mean? But that's a different vibe than than grossly, you know, exaggerating, right. putting them on a pedestal. Something to keep in a mind. A pedestal, which uh, is a combination of a pedestal and a stool. A pedestal. <laughs> Something to keep in mind with this, which is this has been completely true in my experience, is when there are less experienced musicians or musicians that maybe aren't as good of a of, of player as you. Yeah. They know something you don't know. They're good at something you're not good at. That's right. almost a guarantee. Right. I, I've met so many musicians who are starting out that know more about a certain musician or an era or a kind of stride piano than I do. You know what right. I mean? It's like right, right, right. there's always something to learn from anybody. And and actually, it's vice versa with musicians who are way better than you. There's something that of value that you can bring to this conversation that right. you know that you're more of an expert on than they, even they are. Yeah. And so, you know, consider that too. Well, reason. and I think too, this thing of without seeming like a groupie, the way, the, actually, it's okay to be a groupie. So, like, if you're around like Sonny Rollins and you're a saxophone player, I mean, pretty much any saxophone player on the planet is going to be at least a small step, if not a huge step below Sonny Rollins in terms of pedestal. So, I mean, the thing is, you can be a groupie for Sonny's stuff. You you don't need to be a groupie for Sonny Rollins personally. That gets creepy, mm, you know. Yeah. But 
like Sonny Rollins is actually a groupie for his stuff, you know? And <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I've barely been around Sonny, so I'm not sure if this is, I, I'm, I am sure it's true for him, but I'm thinking of some other, like Herbie. Herbie's very much like, oh, like he doesn't, He's so giving and and he's so humble in a way. Like he doesn't feel like this is my music, my Herbieisms. He's just like, yeah, I play Herbie stuff because I'm Herbie, but other people play it too. It's all good, you know. And so it's like you can be a groupie for the music in general. We're all groupies, and so even these great legends are actually groupies too. So just focus it on the music. Just don't be like, I'm a groupie for you, and start talking about their their home address and phone number and that kind of stuff because that gets creepy. Nicholas has an irrelevant question uh, that. Well, kind of goes to we'll what, be the judge of that. what you were talking about earlier. Should I be learning classical music too? I've always hated the way classical musicians approach jazz, and I don't <laughs> want to sound like them, but everyone expects me to know classical stuff. And, you know, first of all, so Keith Jarrett sounds <laughs> like he knows a lot about classical music, and he, and sounds, he acts like a classical musician. <laughs> he sounds pretty good at jazz. Brad Meldow and Ethan Iverson yeah. have a background in that and sound great at it. Um, yeah. a jazz that is and classical I mean Keith Jarrett's classical yeah. stuff and Brad's stuff yeah, I so, haven't heard Ethan has he recorded classical stuff Ethan I mean they did the they did the Stravinsky so I assume he oh, right. has some kind of yeah, yeah. relationship with that and his from his blog you know I assume right. he, he's a bit of a historian yeah so I would say it's it's what you get out of it you know yes you don't want to sound like you're playing a Claude Bowling toot sweet when you play jazz <laughs> for sure <laughs> Toot the sweet. Toot the sweet. But uh, big shout out to Claude. But it sounds, Nicholas, it sounds like you know better. So, right. You're exactly. All good. You're all good. Yeah. I mean, music is music. I mean, that's corny to say that, but it's the, the more I do this and the more I've certainly spent a lot of time in the classical world and I've got a lot of love for that music, but it's such a. The more I learn about classical music and jazz music and R&B and all the things I love, um, the, the more I like they are. They're just great. Just great music is great music. And I think the attitudes that surround music... I mean, look, we've got a lot of pretentious, um, overly primped uh, jazz players, too. Oh, for 100%. You know? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that woke up the giant over there. No, they could be... They're the best, but they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, so don't think the classical musicians have that attitude cornered. But what we're looking for is, you know, an authentic representation of who we are. And that's not going to be stained or sullied by the attitude of a type of music if you're engaging with the music for music's sake. Uh, Way down here, Asher has a question. Hey, Peter and Adam, what would be your quick steps to learning jazz piano for a beginner? Uh, Like, learn these, these, and these, so now you can go book a duo gig with Chick Corea. Well, Asher, that's not going to happen anytime soon for any of us. Wait, be careful what you say, because I already saw later on Joe already guessed what we were going to say, which he might be right on. Joe is right. (laughs) They're going to say Jazz Piano Jumpstart and Jazz Piano for Beginner Courses at Open Studio, (laughs) which is true. And Asher, by the way, and everybody, (laughs) I mean, this is a perfect transition. We're doing our little Black Friday sale. Uh, We're starting a little early. Yeah, if you go to Open Studio Jazz, I'm going to put it in the comments here. OpenStudioJazz.com slash YHI. You can choose what you pay for the Piano Access Pass. And Asher, you can see all of our Open Studio courses. Quick plug for Open Studio, which is, by the way, a sponsor of this podcast. Um, But that is true. And I would say, Asher, you know what you should start doing immediately is putting together playlists for yourself, listening to as much of the classic jazz piano recordings that you can. If you want to play with Chick, learn Chick's book. Learn his his discography and start transcribing. Transcribe, uh, you know, we, we often recommend like Freddie Freeloader, Wynton Kelly solo as a, as a great entry point to transcribe on piano. Start a regular transcription habit and you will get good fast. 
If right. you transcribe every day, you will get good fast. That's Man, just how it is. I like it when you get dogmatic I'm, like that. Well, we had our we had our Monday transcription club. Yeah. Uh, our Monday transcriber club today after the daily guided practice session. So I'm amped on on transcribing right now. Right. Good. Um, I, I put the um, URL up there. Do you see that? I did see that. Oh. Asher says, I swear my mom is going to scream if I spend another $25 on a music course. <laughs> well, that's why you want to, uh, I don't know, are the memberships, are we doing Black Friday for them too? It's choose what you pay, Asher. So get on, on it now. Pay. Get on it now. Yeah. If, go with the, see, if you, see if you can get the membership. I don't even know if we're offering those. But if we are, grab that because we don't normally discount those. And then you get everything. You won't have to spend 25 bucks. And your mom won't be mad. But I would just say also, um, and let me just look here again, quick steps. Okay, be careful with quick steps to learning jazz piano for a beginner. This is not to discourage anyone or, or to be like, oh, this is so precious, you can't. Because we actually believe, and this is part of the courses, and it's part of like if you're just hanging out with us, we would tell you the same thing, um, that you can make some big breakthroughs early. But... What we believe in, and I think it's very possible whether you do it alone with us or another teacher or, or just figure it out from YouTube or whatever, is that there's a way to learn jazz that's not necessarily quick steps, but is a very deep way of learning that's so satisfying because the process is so fun. And, you know, tapping into the community of others trying to learn, that just gives you, you know, some wind in your sails. But the idea being that if you're learning the right way, you're not so much worried about the quick steps and the hacks. I mean, what kind of a podcast would we be if we advertised seven hacks to get better or some crap like that? We'd oh. be a couple of hacks is what we'd be. <laughs> right, have we done that before? We yeah, might. we have. But really, you know, the idea of like quick steps, we want to be careful with that because we want to do big fu fundamental steps. You'll have some quick breakthroughs. That's great. And like we really believe in, in ways of learning the music directly from the source like I saw somebody is they're gonna remain nameless because I don't like to, I don't like I'm not a hater. Did you know that, Adam? I did know that. You I know, know that. you aspire not to hate. I, I'm not a hater, but I do get dogmatic. I, I'm I'm a carer. If I have any faults, it's that I care too much. Okay, <laughs> no, but the idea that somebody had some kind of jazz tutorial out there and they literally before they played oh you could play some <laughs> jazz piano. Yeah, well, no, 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 I don't even think it was. Well, it might have been it, but it was somebody. It doesn't even matter who it is. <laughs> they basically had a diagram like with like how you had to understand theory it was just, it was so complicated i didn't get it i'm like i know jazz theory and i can't understand it. and this was for beginner jazz pianos so you don't need that but we what we try to do is just get you into an authentic approach to learning where the process is so fun that what happens is it's slow but deep and then every once in a while that could be every week it could sometimes be every other day it's not going to be every day, but you get these breakthroughs that are so deep and satisfying where you start to really lock things in in a way that's not intellectual. It's on the creative side. It's on the it's on the fun side. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense, man. Yeah.